are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us again this week. This will be a program devoted to three or four recording sessions done by the great tenor saxophonist Coleman Hawkins in the middle 1940s. This was during the World War II era. This was right after the repeal of the uh, recording ban. The Musicians Union went to war with the uh, recording industry even during World War II to try to get uh, a better uh, arrangement for royalties and so forth for their musicians who had been making recordings. And uh, ultimately it led to about a year and a half where no commercial recordings were made. By late 1943, uh, some of the companies were starting to, to buckle under or to at least make arrangements with the Musicians Union to end the strike. And some of the smaller companies actually were the first to do that. And some of these were companies that were founded right at this time to sort of jump into the void. And we're going to be hearing from two of them. Signature Records, which was founded by a, a serviceman named Bob Thiel, who went on to have a pretty bright career in jazz and pop recording. He was the composer of uh, What a Wonderful World. He also uh, was Teresa Brewer's manager. I think they may have been married at one point as well. But they, uh, or Bob Thiel, founded this recording label about this time at the end of 1943 and made a number of really fine jazz recording dates, including several with Coleman Hawkins. The other is Keynote Records, which came about in the early years, or early months, I should say, of 1944, founded by a fellow named Harry Lim. And uh, that lasted a little longer than Signature. It lasted two or three years and uh, produced some superior jazz recordings by a whole panoply of jazz jazz stars, even up to the more modern uh, bebop uh, era players as well. We started out with one of those uh, or keynote uh, recording dates. This was the Coleman Hawkins Quintet from October 17th of 1944, and it featured, in addition to Hawkins on tenor sax, Buck Clayton, the great Count Basie trumpet player, Teddy Wilson, who was playing on 52nd Street with his own groups on piano, Slam Stewart, late of Slim and Slam, the uh, duo on bass and taking those uh, bowed bass solos that he hummed over at the same time, and Denzel Best, who was kind of on the, the cusp of the bebop era on drums. We started out with two good 1930s tunes, I'm Yours and Under a Blanket of Blue, both of which featured that kind of rhapsodic Hawkins style that he had developed by this point. We're going to continue with that session and do the other uh, two things from that particular date. Beyond the Blue Horizon, and it's only a shanty in an old shanty town. So these are all older songs uh, predating the, the 1944 recording date, but are lovingly presented by this group, who were very compatible uh, swing-era players. From there, we're going to go to Signature in December 8th of 1943, and Coleman Hawkins and his orchestra in this case, uh, along with Hawkins, of course, we're going to have Bill Coleman on trumpet. Uh, he had been in Europe for most of the 1930s. He came back to the United States after the World War II clouds were on the horizon, and he played with quite a few groups, including Benny Carter's. Uh, he played with Edmund Hall for a while, lots of different uh, swing-era aggregations, small groups, and large as well. Very fine player. Andy Fitzgerald was, I believe, in the Navy, and he had uh, uh, come out on leave and did this recording date on clarinet. He was later featured with... Uh, Quite a few other later swing-era groups. We'll talk about that in a while. Ellis Larkins, very young at the time, on piano. He had been playing with Edmund Hall. 
Uh, Al Casey uh, was a guitar player who was not very old, but had been around for about 10 years. He started with the Fats Waller groups when he was just a teenager playing guitar. Another modern jazz player, if you will, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums. And Shelly Mann was a friend of Bob Thiel's, and he did many of these um, uh, signature dates before he relocated out to the West Coast and became a key member of the West Coast jazz uh, fraternity out there. So we have an, a mixed group here of African Americans and white players all coming together to play some jazz standards and some camouflaged jazz standards. I'm going to start out with a blues called Hawkins Barrel House, kind of a boogie-woogie rolling blues feel there. And then a really classic uh, Coleman Hawkins ballad performance on Irving Berlin's How Deep Is the Ocean? Then we're going to finish up that set with Stumpy, which is a, an original line by Hawkins on the chord changes to Whispering. And we'll do the other tune from that date on the next set as well. So that's our set coming up. Coleman Hawkins Quartet, 1944 for Keynote, Beyond the Blue Horizon, and it's only a shanty in an old shanty town. And then the Coleman Hawkins Orchestra from December 8th of 1943 for Signature Records, Hawkins Barrel House, How Deep is the Ocean, and Stumpy. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that was some very fine Coleman Hawkins playing from what I would argue was his best uh, period, the best period of his career in terms of his abilities as an improviser and so forth, from about this point, 1943-44 until the mid-50s or so. And uh, he really was at an unblemished peak of creativity, I think. Of course, he had great recordings back to the 20s and in the 30s and so forth, but it really all came together at about this point. He was born in 1906 and... He never lacked for work. He was such a fine player and such a great musician. He uh, could really fit in with a lot of different groups, but he uh, preferred to play under his own leadership. He had a big band for a short time after he came back from a five-year trip to Europe in uh, the middle to late 1930s and made his classic recording of Body and Soul, which really solidified his reputation as one of the great jazz players of that or any day. So we started out with the remaining two tunes from the October 17th, 1944 keynote session. Uh, we heard Beyond the Blue Horizon and It's Only a Shanty in an Old Shanty Town with uh, Buck Clayton on trumpet, Teddy Wilson playing some exceptionally good piano on this set, uh, Slam Stewart on bass and Denzel Best on drums. Of course, Coleman Hawkins featured all the way through on tenor sax, as he was on the next three tunes from December 8th of 1943, a band session for Signature Records, uh, Hawkins Barrel House, just a kind of a themeless blues featuring a rolling boogie-woogie type of feel, great clarinet solo by Andy Fitzgerald, who later uh, made a lot of recordings with the accordionist Art Van Dam, and those were quite popular in the I think the 1950s. He also did a lot of studio sessions and so forth. Uh, we heard some Bill Coleman on there too, on trumpet, and Al Casey playing a relatively rare unamplified guitar solo. Uh, he was a superb rhythm guitarist, and he did play solos from time to time with Fats Waller, and uh, Benny Carter was a particular fan of his and used him on recording dates, so uh, we do get to hear him here and there. Oscar Pettiford on bass, Ellis Larkins on piano, and Shelley Mann on drums. And after Hawkins Barrel House, we heard that very uh, languid and rolling performance of How Deep is the Ocean, which is Hawkins from stem to stern. We finished up with that uh, version of uh, uh, Whispering, which Hawkins called Stumpy. Uh, tenor sax player I used to play with in Connecticut used to play that all the time. I think he used that, uh, Hawkins did, as a theme, maybe on a radio theme or something. A simple uh, riff line based on the chord changes and form of the pop tune Whispering. So for our next set, we're going to finish off that session with a tune called Voodte, V-O-O-D-T-E, same band, and uh, some excellent Hawkins here, as you might expect. Then we're going to have two tunes from, uh, also from Signature, from 10 days later, December 18th of 1943, with Hawkins and a rhythm section of Ellis Larkins again, and Oscar Pettiford on bass. Jimmy Shirley, also known as James Arthur Shirley, on guitar. He was uh, a frequent participant in swing recording dates and Dixieland recording dates from the 1940s for Blue Note and Signature and others as well. Very good player. Uh, you'll hear some solos by him. And rounding out the band is Max Roach. Then at the very beginning of his career, uh, he had been playing with Benny Carter and some other players as well. And Hawkins always included younger players. He, he appreciated the challenge of uh, the viewpoint younger players had in terms of uh, harmony and rhythm, and some of the early bebop players were participants on uh, recording sessions led by Hawkins. Hawkins also had people like uh, Thelonious Monk and Howard McGee and um, Oscar Pettiford, obviously, uh, in his band at different times uh, for tours.
So the two tunes we're going to hear from that session are Lover Come Back to Me and Blues Changes. There are two of the four tunes recorded on that session. Those were done on 12-inch 78s, which give an extended playing time, up to about four minutes. The other two tunes, Indiana and These Foolish Things, I don't think were ever released. Indiana came out on a Coleman Hawkins collection, but a very poor recording quality, so I didn't include it. And I've never heard uh, that version of These Foolish Things. That may just simply never have been issued. So we will hear the other two tunes. Then we're going to finish up with the beginning of another keynote session from January 31st of 1944, one of the first keynote recording sessions, and we're going to hear the George Gershwin tune, Swonderful, and followed by I Only Have Eyes for You. And this is the uh, Coleman Hawkins Quintet. Uh, we started out with the Coleman Hawkins Quintet as well. I think I may have said quartet, but it was a quintet. This one features the great little jazz, Roy Eldridge on trumpet. And he and Hawkins had played together in the 30s with uh, some different groups, but he uh, and Hawkins had a late career kind of renaissance together. They toured with the jazz at the Philharmonic and under their own names, uh, a quintet with the two of them in the late 1950s and into the 1960s. And they had a great rapport on stage. So, along with Eldridge, we have Hawkins, of course, Teddy Wilson again on piano, Billy Taylor on bass, he had played with the Ellington Band in the 1930s, and the great Cozy Cole on drums, who was still playing off and on anyway with Cab Calloway's band and had opened a drum studio in New York by this time. So we're going to hear from this session, uh, we'll go backwards this time, we're going to end up with I Only Have Eyes for You, preceded by Swonderful. Then that quintet session for Signature, Blues Changes, preceded by Lover Come Back to Me, and the whole thing will be started out with Coleman Hawkins and his orchestra and Vood Tay for Signature Records.
So that was Coleman Hawkins' Quintet, recording for Keynote Records, January 31st of 1944. We finished up that set with uh, Swonderful and I Only Have Eyes for You, using that kind of unusual uh, shuffle rhythm in there. And we heard Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Teddy Wilson on piano, Billy Taylor on bass, Cozy Cole on drums, and of course Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax. We started out that session with, or that set rather, with Vood Tay, December 8th of 1943 for Signature Records, Coleman Hawkins and an orchestra featuring Bill Coleman on trumpet, Andy Fitzgerald on clarinet, Ellis Larkins on piano, Al Casey on guitar, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Shelley Mann on drums. And then in between there, we had the Coleman Hawkins Quintet with Ellis Larkins again on piano, Oscar Pettiford again on bass, this time with Jimmy Shirley on guitar, taking a couple of good guitar solos, and Max Roach on drums, one of his first recording sessions. And from that date, we heard Lover Come Back to Me and Blues Changes, both on the longer side, of course, because they were done for those 12-inch 78s. Hope you enjoyed this Coleman Hawkins program today. Some great mid-period swing, I guess you'd have to call it. Uh, we are here together at the Jazz Focus on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and hope you're enjoying these programs and make a habit of visiting us every once in a while. We're going to finish the show with the two remaining tunes from that January 1944 session with Roy Eldridge. I'm in the Mood for Love, a great Jimmy McHugh ballad I think he did in Hollywood for a movie. And then uh, Bean at the Met, an original by Coleman Hawkins based on the chord changes to How High the Moon, a favorite of the bebop players, but this is one of the first versions of that tune done as a jazz uh, vehicle. So interesting that Coleman Hawkins was the one to do it. So thank you again, and enjoy these two tunes. I'm in the mood for love and bean at the Met.